Well, let me welcome you to another episode of the Albert Williams Reporting Podcast for Sunday, March. It is March 12, 2023, and it's two minutes going down past the hour of midnight, and we're just getting started here on the podcast. Welcome you again to the podcast. It's another weekend, another Sunday. And of course, um, welcome to Tempe Williams. My wife, she should be joining us shortly. And um, as you know, this week, it was another sad week for us here in Dominica. This is the third cultural elder, notable person of, of recognition to have passed away for the year 2023. We had the passing away of the King Solo, followed by the legendary Irving Schillingford. And on Friday, we learned of the passing of national treasure, Dr. Alwyn Bully. And we'll be talking more about the legacy of Dr. Bully, especially as it concerns yours truly and what I know of Dr. Bully. So stay tuned. We're coming back with much more. More talk, less music. And without any further ado, let us just get into the meat of the program for this morning. And earlier this week, we learned that gas attacks on school children, on school girls, has been occurring over the last three months in Iran. 
and hundreds of schoolgirls in Iran have been the target of mysterious poison attacks. And this has been a concern for the international women's organizations, especially during um, uh, International Day for Women, International Women's Day, which was held on March, on March 8th. Um, um, protests have been continuing in Iran for over 170 days. And as of March, as of March 5th, over 5,000 schoolgirls have fallen ill of suspected targeted poisonings in over 230 schools in 25 out of 31 provinces. provinces. And of course, our prayers and thoughts continue to be with the victims and the rescuers at the earthquake zone at the Turkey-Syria border. It has been said that this is perhaps the worst natural disaster the world has ever known. And the war in Ukraine continues to rumble on for over a year with no sign of peace in sight. And some information, some entertainment news from the United Kingdom. The United Kingdom has chosen May Muller as the UK's Eurovision 2023 Act for the Eurovision Song Contest. And from Antigua and Barbuda, Antigua and Barbuda became the first country in the Caribbean to document the right of Rastafari to use cannabis as a sacrament. And in the government of Georgia withdrew its foreign agent bill. The, the government of Georgia was proposing to pass a foreign agent bill that would have limited the press freedom after nationwide protests. The bill would have required individuals, civil society, organizations, and media outlets to register with the Ministry of Justice as agents of the foreign influence if they received at least 20% of their funds from abroad. Human Rights Watch and Amnesty International has said if, if this bill was adopted, the bills would have imposed additional onerous reporting requirements, inspections, and administrative and criminal liability, including up to five years in prison for violations. And finally, Dominica mourns its cultural Dominica mourns the death of its cultural elder and national icon Dr. Alwyn Bully who passed away yesterday Elmo News an upcoming news outlet in Dominica broke the sad news at 9:20 UK time and that's 9:20 p.m. UK time on Friday March saying Alwyn Bully the man who gave Dominica its proudest and most distinctive symbol of nationhood dies. The reads continued saying, Bully received the Golden Drum Award in 1997 and in 2001. And in 2001, Bully received the Golden Drum Award in 1997 and in 2001. In 1985, he was bestowed the Cicero Award of Honor from the government of Dominica for his design of the national flag. And he is also the recipient of the Q95FM's National Hero Award for Lifetime Achievements in Arts, Theatre and Culture.
And as I said at the top of the program, in this special edition of the podcast, in a change to our scheduled program, we remember the late, great Dr. Alwyn Bully, our cultural treasure that passed away on Friday, March 10th, at the age of 74, after a long illness. And you are listening to the Albert Williams Reporting Podcast. We're going to continue now with something from the Albert and Tempe catalog. Something called Get to Youth, Don't to Give Up.
DJ in town is here. Here. Yeah, you're, you're tuned to the Albert Williams Reporting Podcast. I'm your host, Albert Williams, here with you. Shortly, I'll be joined by Tempe, the executive producer. Let's go across and see if we can bring her into the stream right now. Good evening, good morning, Tempe Williams. You're on live here on the Albert Williams Reporting Podcast. Are receiving me now? Good morning, Albert. I'm fine. And to your listening audiences, I hope each of you are fine also. Can you hear me? Back to you, Albert. Yes, I can hear you loud and clear. I'm sure our listeners can hear us loud and clear as well. Um, I'm just going to pop uh, invitation into the, into the chat so that if anyone is listening and they want to join the action here in paying tribute to the late, great Dr. Alwyn Bully, they may do so. This is your opportunity to join us on the stream to pay tribute to the late Dr. Alwyn Bully Tempe. And Tempe, as you know, the, um, the late great Alwyn Bully was an old mentor of mine, and he passed away at the age of 74 on Friday. That was yesterday, and it was a very sad, it's a sad moment, um, the, re the re realization that we have lost such a great, resourceful, potential um, um, character as, as Olin Bully has. Well, Albert, I'm glad you said that, and to the audiences, I know you all don't know it. And before I say what I want to say, Albert, um, you know, you're really technical. You and Dr. Bully, Alan Bully. Uh, do you see the avatar, the red avatar for me to show up? Does your audience see that? Yeah, that's what we see. Okay. Uh, audience, let me say this. Although I've never met I didn't meet uh, Dr. Bully in his earthly life, but I met a special person who admired him tremendously. And you don't know the special professional uh, relationship between Ross Albert and Dr. Bully. I won't take from you, Albert, but because of the fact that I've known ever since you printed your books, how he was a master. He came into your life very early on and he really launched your writing, your technical, your digital design, just on a very high level. So he will be missed. And all I know is that his crown will be flying wherever he is right now. And he's very proud of you, Albert. So I want you to keep your 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 head up and you 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 give him back what he's taught you all these years at the age of 74 and um he just lived a beautiful life and I really salute him I salute you Abba for this special program and I'm sure your audiences do too 
Back to you, Abbott. And Dr. Bully, I salute you, sir. Well, thank you, Tempe, for your kind remarks, your kind comments. Even though you didn't know uh, Dr. Bully, but I'm telling you tonight, I'm going to be sharing some of my insights into Dr. Bully. Um, Dr. Olin Bully, I remember as a child, we, we listened to and we, we heard about his plays, you know. Olin Bully is, is formerly known, uh, I think, most importantly, importantly known as a playwright. You know, he he penned a number of plays with the People's Action Theatre and other theatres from the late 1960s and through the 1970s when he established the the Division of Culture. But as I was saying, um, I'm going to get myself organized so I could share some more information on the career of, of All in Bully. And um, like I said, in the 70s, he published a number of, of plays with his, with his theatre group. And um, we, as children, we would just listen to the elders talking about All in Bully and read about the plays in, in the newspapers. And he also produced a number of um, radio dramas, you know. And that was also entertaining for us and educational. Because his plays and his radio dramas, they reflected what was happening in society at that time. So, um, as I said, this is something we're going to be looking at as we go along in the program tonight. And we, we're just getting started here. We're hoping that um, some more um, fans of All in Bully can join us on the stream and pay tribute to him. You know, he just passed away yesterday. I have over 5,000 followers on this, uh, on my profile page, my Albert Williams profile page, and about 450 on my Albert Williams reporting page. So I'm expecting um, at least, you know, a handful of, of devoted fans of the late, great Dr. Olin Bully to join us out here on the school Sunday morning and 20 minutes moving down after, after midnight. And we're already into Sunday and it's feeling good. Well, Albert, I am excited. And I'm, I'm going to tell you, Dr. Bully, when you mentioned the 60s and the 70s, those were my flourishing years as well. So even though I wasn't in the Caribbean with you too, I was on the radio listening. So a lot of what you played, this was during the era of the um, Black Power movements. I remember even going to school. And so when you talk about your years, I'll be listening. And audiences don't hold back. This man spanned his whole uh, six decades teaching, promoting, and bringing culture to the forefront. And that's what Abbott has done every day of the life that I've known of him. So I'm going to sit back and you go on in and give your tribute to your master cultural leader, Albert. Back to you. Okay, thank you very much, Tempe, for your input there. 
like I said, we're just getting started here on the podcast. And we're going to continue with some classical music from the Albert and Tempe catalog. This one called They Became a Team. And we'll be right back with more on the Alwyn Bully Tribute.
And there is an old African proverb that says, If we stand tall, it is because we stand on the shoulders of many ancestors. And he said, this proverb teaches us the importance of studying the past, our ancestors and their lives, and to understand and overstand the lessons and the purpose in the shaping of the future. And it reminds us of who we are because of those who have come before us. And since the news of the death of the man who gave Dominica its proudest and most distinctive symbol of nationhood, the design of the Dominica national flag, Dr. Olin Bully was announced on Friday. Many notable persons have issued their condolences to the family. And Dominica's Prime Minister released the following statement saying, The government and people of Dominica mourn the passing of Olin Bully a distinguished playwright, artist, and cultural administrator, and the design of our national flag. Alwyn Bully established and developed the, de the Department of Culture and was its first director, setting the foundation for the promotion of our country's cultural art forms. As Chief Cultural Officer from 1983, to 1987, he spearheaded the establishment of the National Cultural Council, the Dominica Artists Guild, the Dominica Writers Guild, the Dominica National Pan Association, the Carnival Organizing Committee, and the Committee Pour Etid Quayol. Orin Bully is credited for leading a vibrant theater culture in the 1970s, launching the People's Action Theater which inspired a long-running theatre movement in Dominica, the release said. And the release continued saying, Orlin was a teacher and an acting principal at the Dominica Grammar School from 1977 to 1978. He was the acting manager of the Dominica Broadcasting Corporation, DBS Radio, from 1982 to 1983 an advisor to the Minister of Culture from 2008 to 2010. He was equally impactful at the regional le level, says the release, serving for over 20 years as UNESCO's Caribbean Culture Advisor, assisting the cultural departments in CARICOM member states to develop their programs and policies. For his sterling contribution to cultural preservation and promotion in Dominica and the region, Olin Bully was awarded the Cicero Award of Honor, the Golden Drum Award, and the UWE 60th Anniversary Award for Outstanding Contribution to Culture in Dominica and the Caribbean, among many other accolades. Upon his passing, the release continues from the Prime Minister of Dominica, Roosevelt Skerritt, 
We honor him for his deep, unending love for Dominica, his efforts to impart tradition, knowledge, culture, and values, and for teaching us to appreciate and revel in the richness of our Dominican heritage. Olin Bully was a national icon of the highest class, a true patriot, and a hero who represented the people of Dominica with pride and distinction. We will treasure his memory always. On behalf of the government and the people of Dominica, I express heartfelt condolences to his wife Anita, his children Brent and Sadie, and all who mourn his passing. And that was a release from the Prime Minister's office, the office of the Honorable Dr. Roosevelt Scary, Prime Minister of Dominica, and remarks regarding the passing of treasurer, national treasurer, Dr. Olin Bully, who passed away at the age of 74 yesterday, Friday, March 10th. DJ in town is here. Here. He's revolutionary. Revolutionary. Remarkable. Remarkable. And very large. Large and in charge. And if you didn't know, you know by now, this is the Albert Williams Reporting Podcast. And we're just getting started in the first hour of our program. We began at midnight and we intend to go on into the early hours of the morning. And um, of course, we are honoring the, the memory of the late, great Alwyn Bully, who passed away on Friday at the age of 74 and Olin Bully has is one of those illustrious illustrious um, citizens of the Commonwealth of Dominica who has done his bit in nation building and tonight we want to do our best to give him his his send-off the beginning of his send-off and you just heard me reading there a statement a release from the government of Dominica from the Prime Minister's office in regard to the passing of the late great Dr. Alwyn Bully. In the meantime, listen to this song. It's called Rootsy Feeling, another one from the Albert and Tempe catalog. Enjoy. There's something wrong with me. It's the same old Rootsy Feeling getting over me. This thing will never end I thought it was destiny There's something wrong with me It's the same old Rootsy feeling Getting on with me Driving me crazy I thought this thing was just a dream And there goes, there goes my fantasy
and I see I see Tempe still with us. Um, Tempe, I'm gonna bring you back in, and I'm gonna. I'll ask be you, back in a minute. Oh, you're not ready for us right now. Yes, you are tuned to the Albert Williams Reporting Podcast. And we're in with another program paying tribute to our mental and cultural elder, Dr. Alwyn Bully. Tempe, are you with me now? Yes, I am. And I apologize to you and the listening audience. show you my technical skill is not what I thought it was. So I'm back and I was listening to your selection on this special program being dedicated to Dr. Alan Bully, who passed away yesterday at the age of 74. So I'm back to you. Thank you, Albert. Okay, well, just some information I'll share as we get this program rolling. This is from the Domniche Magazine webpage. And um, there's a little biographical biographical information on the on Alwyn Bully. It says he was born Alwyn Anthony Bully on the 23rd of November 1948 in Roseau, Dominica. And we could stop right there and talk about Roseau, Dominica. Okay. <laughs> you know, yes, because the thing is, I am I'm approaching this discussion, this reflection, this um 
this um, commemoration of the of the life of Olin Bully, as it as it pertains to to me, because I don't know if you know this. Well, you should know this, but I don't know if the audience knows this. But um, I arrived in Dominica in 1972. You know, uh, after at the age of 10. So my my knowledge of Dominica begins when I arrived in Dominica on the on the second of May 1972, and um, I was brought up in Rosone Kennedy Avenue, which is the center of activity in Rosone Dominica, of the, especially in the 70s. We had the the government house was right up there, the ministry, the Windsor Park was at the top of the street, uh, on Bath Road. And going down, they had the Carib Cinema, and during Carnival time, that is where the groups would, would meet, the bands would meet. You know, and I Albert, let me let me ask you. Yes, go ahead. Like myself, I'm learning as I go, uh, and you speak so highly. I see a lot about Rosa and. Dr. Bully and you really speak highly of it. Is that the capital of Dominica? Yes, Roso is the capital of Dominica. Um, the Domin okay. Dominica. Okay. So it's, it's it's the business district. Yeah, it's the administrative capital and the commercial capital of, of Dominica. Okay. Thank and, you. Um, and 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 um, like I said, I arrived in Roso. In 1972, and at that time, Dominica was already beginning to was already in a state of of up up upheaval from the the late 60s. You know, the Black Power movement was just beginning to to uh, uh, um, ascend, and um, there was a lot of political action going on, so to speak, in Dominica. And as I said, um, Olin Bully wrote a number of plays over the course of his career. And um, I was just reading from this catalog um, the biographical information on, on Olin Bully, and I, I'm going to continue now. Um, he was an art critic for the New Chronicle newspaper as far back as 1964. Um, he founded the dance, he was a founding dancer, choreographer for the Dominica Dance Company in 1964 as well, and a founding member of the Secondary Schools Drama Society in 1964. So if you do the maths, you can tell me how old was he in 1964? Would you repeat that last question? I was saying, if you could do the maths for me, um, in 1964, um, Olin Bully, the young Olin Bully, was an art critic for the Chronicle newspaper. He was a founding member of the Dominica Dance Company and a founding member of the Secondary Schools Drama Society in 1964. Okay, I'm, I'm just going to do it quickly here for you. Um, because what we want to establish is... Um, how old? Okay, you were you were trying to establish the math for sixty four versus his age of seventy four. So I want to see um, 
his um his age if he was born in 1948 and in 1964 he was already that deep into culture um secondary schools drama societies and the okay. dance company okay right so um, I'll continue. Um, in 1966, he was chairman of the Dominica Arts Council. 1967, founding member of the Barbados National Theatre Workshop. Um, 1969, president Gil, president of the Guild of Undergraduates, University of the West Indies, from 1969 to 1970. 1970, dance choreographer, Barbados National Dance Theatre. 1971, artistic director of the Little Theater Group in Dominica. He also was a graduate teacher at the Dominica Grammar School and the Dominic Sixth Form College from 1971 to 1977. So like I said, by the time he was a, a graduate teacher at the Dominica Grammar School from 1971 to 77, he had already established himself as a great dramatist. And when I went to the grammar school from 1974 to 1979, he was the head teacher there around 19, in the later part of the 70s. And um, I can remember him as the kind of head teacher that every school would want, you know. He had that kind of personality, that kind of soft, gentle, easy to get along with kind of personality. And um, he, you know, that in 1978, that was the year Dominica actually achieved his independence. And that was the year he was awarded um, the, 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 best, the best submission for the national flag. So in 1978, to have a, a head teacher of the likes of Olin Bully, with all of that happening around us was, you know, Really, in looking back, it was one of those moments you just could not have made it up, you know. And um, my my association with Olin Bully continued later on in life because in 1981, I had my first article published in the Chronicle newspaper. And by 1982, I was looking for funding for my first booklet of poetry. And Olin Bully was the chief cultural officer. Uh, at that time, he, it was established um, since 1978. And I remember the, the cultural division started off uh, with an office on Bath Road in Rosa Dominica before it moved to the Old Mill Cultural Center in Canefield. So um, I was looking for funding for my first book of poetry. And I went to Alwyn and I needed some finance about to publish this little booklet of poetry. And he gave me half of the money, which wasn't much. It was just $150. And the total cost was $300. And I got the remaining $150 from Eric's Bakery, from my schoolmates um, who ran Eric's Bakery at the time, Neva Schillingford. So, Neva Schillingford, if you're listening, if you get to listen to this podcast at some point in the future, I'd just like to again thank you for making my dream come true, as well as all in bullying. 
Tempe. As I said, I was looking for 300 EC dollars to print 150 books at about 12 pages in the booklets, and I needed $300. And at that time, I was just a young dread. You know, I had already run away from home, gone up into the hills, doing my thing. And then, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then Bob Marley died. Bob Marley died in, in May of 1981. And as I told you, in January of 1981, I had just had my first article published in the Chronicle. It was a piece called Marijuana is a Tree of Life. And um, it was part of a longer document that I went to the editor to ask him if he would publish some of uh, all of what I had to publish. And he got back to me and he, he decided to publish uh, the segment dealing with marijuana, a segment called Marijuana is the Tree of Life. And in a quite journalistic turn, he decided to respond to me with a counter argument why marijuana is not the tree of life. And for those, yeah, and for those of you who follow me on Facebook, you would have seen me sharing this um this article. It's a center center spread spread across the newspaper in the center with a black banner, black and white banner saying marijuana is. And one side says, "Is the tree of life" by Ross Albert Williams is not the tree of life by Joey Vantable. And that's how my career started. And in 1982, I was I was publishing my first book of poems because Bob Marley was also a mentor of mine back in the early 70s, as well as Desmond Trotter. Because like I said, a lot of the theater um, plays that Olin was producing around the 70s was highlighting the struggles of, of black powerism happening in Dominica at the time and the various class struggles and, and the, the, the tensions in the, in the working environment, the, the racial tensions, the, the, the dread movement, the dread act, the Patrick John and all of that. All of this was, was highlighted in, in Orwin's in um, work. So like I said, um, I got my book printed by him and that was not the end of it, Temping, because what happened is that I had to go back to Orlin Bully to ask for advice because my little booklet was placed into a, a document, <laughs> a document of the Rastafari movement. They were having an international, the first international conference of Rastafarians was being held up in Toronto, Canada. And a Dominican who attended that conference told me that he saw my book at the conference. Wow. He produced, yes, he produced a, 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 book, a magazine, and my entire book was in that magazine. The entire book from cover to cover was in this magazine, which also featured other papers that were presented wow. at the wow. international conference. Could I and, interject, uh, Albert, for yeah. a minute? Yeah. I, I don't want to take you because you're going... But let's I, before you get into the 80s, uh, can I back up a little bit? Because it seems like this is a circle of launching that uh, Dr. Bully and you, uh, you all had a real, real close relationship. He was, to me, and correct me if I'm wrong, um, he seemed more than the master, the head teacher. He had that overwhelmingly fatherly type figure head to help 
people that he saw potential that were hard workers. And it seems like the two of you all, not, I'm sure there were others, but in a span of about seven years, this is amazing. This is absolutely amazing how it took off like this. You well, being a student and him being the head teacher, that you had that open door policy that you could go to him and he and he with open arms figured out a way to help you. Well, it's not exactly as simple as that, you know. Like I said, he was my headmaster at the grammar school around 1978. Then we had the the Patrick John overthrow. Okay. In, in May 29, 1979. Okay. It was it followed it followed a 40-day strike by the civil service, a shutdown of the country, and the stoning of the of the government headquarters. And Patrick John was forced out of office on May 29, 1979. And then in August of 1979, here comes Hurricane David. Okay. And Hurricane David destroyed the country, the island Besides the revolution that took place in May, we had the hurricane that came in August in that same year, '79. And that year, I did not. We could. We didn't. We couldn't have any graduation from from high school in 1979. So we never had a graduation day. From, yeah, because of the hurricane. Um, but I left school um, in '79, and the hurricane had just passed, and people were more or less trying to get their lives back to together. I remember at that time, me and Andre, we were, we were already partners, friends, and we shacked up in the, um, in, the, in the Dominican Grammar School because people were sheltering wherever they could. Some sheltered in tents, some sheltered by other family members, some sheltered by building shacks, some occupied buildings. Like my father and a lot of other people were actually camping out at the government headquarters after the after the hurricane and we found shelter at the at the grammar school building on the valley road and that's where we we stayed for a few weeks before we you know figured out our next moves so that's 1979 and then like i said in 1980 i had my first published article in the chronicle and then by 1982 i was looking to publish my first book of poetry because Bob Marley had passed in May of 1981, and I had I, I had begun writing poems in my bedroom at 64 <laughs> Kennedy Avenue, and I decided to 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 put a few of them together in a booklet to try and honor Bob Marley. And in that book, I also honored Desmond Trotter. And incidentally, I was supposed to carry a program tonight featuring Desmond Trotter. And the Dread Rastafari and Ethiopia, my book, I, I printed in 2010. But I'll get back to that maybe in a subsequent episode. But You'll I, get the right time. If I can just continue the, the progression of my involvement with All in Bully, that's what I'm trying to yes. establish here. Is yes. that, um, so um, I got this money from the culture division. I had my book launched. 
It was launched at African Liberation Day in 1982 at the Harlem Jam City. That was a small enclosed enclosure by Loftus Emmanuel, a promoter, music promoter living in Harlem in Newtown there. And he used to keep African Liberation Day celebrations in a kind of a self-contained arena, kind of a, a, not a very huge place, but large enough to hold a few hundred people. And the, the, the Rastafari movement, the identity of Rastafari Idren, we would um, organize African Liberation Day activities, activities there. And um, so I launched my book on the stage there in 1982. And like I said, I came, the, the knowledge of, of this copyright infringement came to me after that. So I went to Alwyn and I spoke to him. I told him, look, um, my, my book has been um, placed in, a, in another publication. Nobody has asked permission. Nobody has contacted me. I don't know what to do. So one of the things he told me is that um, in order to copyright your book, you need to post one back to yourself with a copy of the current newspaper inside of it to, to lay claim. Yeah. <laughs> so, I, so, so, so if anybody could would want to um, to question whether you are the rightful owner, you could produce that unsealed to say that you are the author. But I pointed out to him that the corporate law that existed in Dominica at the time, in it was from the 1911 old imperial copyright, copyright law which was very much outdated, even by, by the 1980s standards, you know. For instance, because when the 1911 copyright law was, was, led, was legislated throughout the British Empire, because at that time, Dominica was still a British colony, so its laws were made in, in, in the House of Parliament in England and, and passed down throughout all the colonies. Radio was not yet invented. When 1911, um, the copyright law was passed, there was no radio, there was no electronic equipment, there was no um, CDs, uh, not CDs, um, vinyl records, because CDs were not invented until later on, into the 90s and in the 2000s. So, yeah, but I have, I have to take a breath. This story is so, it's so heartwarming, and I can. This is your life. This is your life. You are telling your life, and. I'm going to tell you something. Everything that you're saying right now with copyright laws, the political aspect of it, as, as an author myself, I know exactly what you're talking about, even on the other side of the world, while you all are going through all of these situations. It seems like then, but now looking back at it, all of this kept you motivated, kept you inspired, kept you going. And it was a blessing in disguise that you can't see. So I don't want to break your momentum. I just had to stop and get a breather because I don't see how you have maintained your inspiration or Dr. Bully or any others. And what you're saying involves not only the young youth, male the female as well so this is beautiful you all are bringing things to the table uh that's on the world stage and it, it was setting right in rosa in dominica in the caribbean and people on the other side like me didn't have any idea this was going on so this is 
really shocking to me right now, even though I've been with you and I, I, I know the story from reading it in print, but to hear you say it and to bring it in in relations to the tribute to Dr. Bully is so warm and it's so beautiful and continue. And I apologize for stopping, but I'm sure a lot of other people that may be listening right now are feeling you. And it's, that's another dimension that we can get through your podcast. Not you're feeling it from your heart and your gut. I feel the warmth and the love that you share. Okay, seems like we've lost Tempe there, but I I appreciate what she's been saying. And of course, I'm trying to relate um, uh, um, a trajectory of my relationship with Olin Bully as a cultural elder, as a chief cultural officer, and as a, a, a cultural activist out in the field. You know, the, the cultural division was like a hub of activity that kind of assisted and coordinated activities of various groups, including the Dominica Writers Guild. And like I said, around that time, 1982-83, the Dominica Writers Guild came into being. The Dominica Writers Guild was, uh, was started by two teachers at the, at the Dominica Grammar School. He was the teacher, he was the headmaster, Mr. Anthony Lockhart, as well as Arundel Thomas. They were also um, authors. They had published at least one book of short stories um, called Two Heads. I think we used to we used to study from that book at school. But anyhow, they started the, the, the Writers Guild at the Dominica Grammar School. And I was invited by Ian Jackson to the meetings at the very, very start of, of, of that um, of that group. And Olin Bully himself was a member of the early, early Dominica Writers Guild. Um, as chief cultural officer, he sat in meetings. He helped to try and get us to um, create a, 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 an executive. By 1984, an executive was elected. Um, Sobos Esprit was the president. I was elected as vice president. And there were other members on the executive that um, the very first executive of the Dominica Writers Guild. And um, um, continuing from this copyright matter with, with Owen, Owen decided to, um, to host a symposium of a number of cultural activists. So um, he organized a symposium and he asked me to present a paper, a 20 minute paper on my findings that the copyright law in Dominica was outdated. So I did that, I contacted Congress of Library in the United States and they sent me a whole box full of information. Um, the, the modern copyright law in the United States, I contacted in England as well, got some information and I, I got the corporate law in Dominica and I, I presented my case that there was need to upgrade the law in Dominica, especially that Dominica was now an independent nation and it needed to sign up to the Berne Convention and other conventions in regard to copyright. And that's way back in 1983-84. So we had this symposium, I remember, um, 
um, Steinberg Henry was one of the speakers at that symposium. Also, I think Jeff Joseph of Gramax was a member, was a speaker. Dinsdale Lawrence spoke on photography. And I'm trying to remember um, of the head of, there were about three or four persons and it was at the Old Mill Cultural Center, uh, Holy Affair speaker speaking for 20 minutes long and somebody captured that um, in, the, in the newspapers. And then the following year, Justin Simon, a Dominican lawyer based in Antigua, the only copyright law lawyer practicing copyright legislation in the Caribbean at that time, he was invited to address the uh, another symposium. And he also came and spoke with us. And I was also asked to present introductory remarks at that at that function as well. And um, Dominica now has a modern copyright law. I think um, it was updated in 2010 or somewhere around that. So that hurdle, that, that road to a new copyright law began way back in 1982-83 when Olin Bully decided to investigate my claim that the copyright law was no longer valid because it was so outdated and so not relevant to the society at that time. So we're going to take a short break. When we come back, I'm going to tell you more about the Dominica Writers Guild's involvement with um, with the cultural division, um, the Dominica Writers Guild. I've noticed that in, in the recent um, releases that the Dominica has been dropped. It's, it's now just called the Writers Guild. Um, but um, at the time, it was known as the Dominica Writers Guild. I understood that in the 90s, it was a registered NGO because, like I said, the guild was established in 1982 and all in 2002, 2004, when I left um, to come to England, the Writers Guild was still around in one shape or another. We also have the introduction of the Frontline Bookstore, which worked hand in hand with the Dominica Writers Guild and the Cultural Division. The um, Eddie Tula with the Frontline Bookstore is another angle to the all in police story and how we come together as as colleagues in the in the upliftment of culture in Dominica Tempe. Well thank you, Albert. The, I, I heard a whole lot and my 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 salute to Dr. Bully, who is a national iconic cultural hero. Yeah, and as I said, um, with Olin Bully, um, in my second publication in 1985 called One Dominica, Oath I Beloved, I listened to some of the feedback I was getting from, from members in the Writers Guild. Um, I remember Carla telling me, when are, you going to, when, are, when are you going to stop writing poems about Bob Marley? <laughs> <laughs> So I decided to write a book called One Dominica, Odes for I Beloved. And in that, that, in that booklet, it was about three times the size of the first one, about 60 pages, it had about 20 or so odd poems in it, an essay in it. And um, the poems were really about Dominica's history, love for Dominica, and love for family and things like that. And I asked Olin Bully if he could write the... Um, 
the introduction for, for my for my second publication, One Dominica Ode for I Beloved. And of course, he he consented to do that. And in a minute, I'm going to read to you what he actually wrote in the foreword or the introduction, the foreword to One Dominica Ode for I Beloved, my second poetry publication. So do read that i really was trying to put that as my as my avatar i love that but i want to hear you to hear the passion coming from you please read that for all of us to hear It's already six minutes moving down after one o'clock in the morning time here in the United Kingdom. And you are tuned to the Albert Williams Reporting Podcast. And we are paying tribute to our mentor and cultural elder, the late, great Dr. Owen Bully. And before the break there, I was saying that um, Dr. Bully, at that time, he was just all in Bully. He was not yet given this honorary doctorate. But um, I asked him to write a foreword for me for my book, um, One Dominica, Oath for I Beloved. And this is what he wrote. He said, He said, Poems in this collection reflect a deep and burning love for Dominica and his willingness, and his willingness to work towards the complete development of this country. Ross Albert Williams is an individual whose patriotism is seen in his entire lifestyle. And this is clearly demonstrated in all of the varying moods and topics of the poems. Feel, read and feel at one with the spirit of this publication. Olin Bully, Chief Cultural Officer. Oh, that's beautiful. Albert, could you read that again from the first quote until you end it and read it slow so we can all understand and feel Dr. Bully write that down for you. Okay, I'm going to repeat it again because um, I'm going to announce it again. It's the introduction to the One Dominica Odes for I Beloved. He said, the poems in this collection reflect a deep and burning love for Dominica and a willingness to work towards the complete development of this country. Ross Albert Williams is an individual whose patriotism is seen in his entire lifestyle. And this is clearly demonstrated 
in all of the varied moods and topics of the poems. Read and feel at one with the spirits of this publication. Orin Bully, Chief Cultural Officer. Amen. 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 And I could just like to follow on that um, the book actually was launched during um, the first national book fair organized in Dominica. Okay, in 1985. Um, is, a copy, so the, is a copy of that in the library in Rosso? Yes, there, there are many copies of, of this book in, in the libraries in the libraries in Dominica. Um, the government at the day, um, Mr. Hubert Charles, who was the the Minister of Education, he purchased 50 copies of the book to, to distribute um, around the schools in Dominica. And as far as I know, as far as the, the record is, is that the, the, the books are in all the um, branches, the library branches throughout Dominica and in most of the schools and the government ministries and things like that. Because the book was really dealing with, with patriotism, various aspects of patriotism. It was illustrated by myself. And um, it also includes a, a, a illustration of the flag of Dominica as a, as, a, as a drawing aid, a coloring aid, coloring by numbers. You could color in the flag by numbers. And that was also included in the book. And um, yeah, so um, like I said, it all it was launched during the first ever book festival in Dominica, and um, the the executive of the Dominica Writers Guild at that time was, as I said, Sobos SP was the president, and he he's he's somebody that I've also seen grow from those early days. I, I guess in myself as well, he's seen me grow. I've seen him grow. And um, we, we organized this book festival. And it was also highlighting the International Year of the Youth in 1985. You can look it up on the internet, the 1985 UNESCO's International Year of the Youth. And that year we featured um, a young writer called Philbert, um, Philbert Aaron, I think, not Philbert Aaron. Um, I forgot his name now, but he's an old schoolmate of mine. Um, a Philbert something, and he was. Norbert. I remember you bringing that name up. I think it was uh, Philbert Norbert. No, no. Anyhow, so anyhow, we so we organized the first um, national book fair. I'm going to read from you from the the Chronicle of um, May May third, nineteen eighty five. It says the book fair launch. Dominica's first book fair was formally opened by Minister of Education and Culture, the Honorable Charles Maynard, on the grounds of the public library on Monday night. Speaking at the ceremony with the President of Dominica, His Excellency Clarence A. Signoret, Chief Liberian Connie Williams, Chief Cultural Officer Alwyn Bully, President of the Writers Guild, Sobos Esprit and the International Year of the Youth Committee representative Ophelia Marie. Sharing the function which saw the launching of Ross Albert Williams's new book 
One Dominica, old for I beloved, was permanent secretary in the Ministry of Education, Hubert Charles. Dominican writers were greeted with the announcement that the local firm of Paperbacks Limited has established a revolving loan fund to assist Dominican publishing efforts. Paperbacks also presented the cultural division with a $500 check to assist writers here. A number of local artists presented various musical talents before the doors of the public library were opened to reveal an impressive array of Dominican novels, manuscripts, essays, brochures, reviews, theses, scripts, and reports. So that was a report that, that, that was published in the New Chronicle on May 3rd, 1985, about the book fair that also saw the launching of my second book of poetry called One Dominica, Oath for I Beloved. Congratulations. And like I said, Olin Bully was behind that. You heard his name mentioned. It was a very well-attended function. It was the International Year of the Youth. It was the first ever book festival. Um, uh, it was on the grounds of the library between DBS Radio, between the, the Old Victoria Museum, which used to be the, the DBS's sales office, and that space there between the library and the sales office. The, 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 the museum was set up as part of the stage. And I remember that night very well. <laughs> so that 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 is a a milestone groundbreaking event, that whole envelop of what you just said for the youth, for the first ever book fair, for the launching of your book, for the five hundred dollar award money to go to other fellow youth. That well, in well, it Put it this way, put it this way. In in, in that night, May 3, 1985, that was the that was the year we were living in. Just like we are living now, May uh, March 12, 2023. This is the in this is the moment. The, the, this is the now. So the now at that time in 1985, that is what was happening between that is what I'm feeling uh, that. At, at the library. And it was also carried live by DBS Radio. I know that for sure. Because <laughs> Those activities were big national activities. This is a, this is the this is the Dominica Writers Guild in collaboration with the youth division, with the culture division, with the Ministry of Education, coming together to host the first ever book festival, and coinciding with the launching of my second book of poetry as the vice president of the Dominica Writers Guild and so forth, you know. So that was 1985, and then, as I said, um, the, the, the relationship between the Dominica Writers Guild and Olin Bully and the Division of Culture was something that was ongoing from then on, way up into the 2000s, you know. Um, also through the, the, the Rastafari movement, when Olin Bully was the, was the chairman of, the, of, of DBS Radio, I remember that we had a program on DBS Radio called um, Rastafari Revelation, and um, that came a result as a result of negotiations between the Rastafari movement 
and um, the government of the day. I think it was the the government of national salvation under under Mr. Seraphine um, after the overthrow of Patrick John. There was a kind of a national reset where we was trying to get back together um, all the different um, angles of government after the overthrow of Patrick John, including the Rastafari movement. And they agreed to give the Rastafari movement a, I think it was just 15 minutes program on, on TBS radio um, called Rastafari Revelation. Rastafari Revelation. Rastafari Revelation. Yeah, and as I was saying, so they gave us this program called Rastafari Revelation. And um, it was just 15 minutes on a Saturday, but we would go on the air and explain the Rastafari principles and read Psalms and give other information, notices, and that was in 1979. And throughout the 1980s, the, the Writers Guild was at the forefront of literary activities, supported by the Division of Culture, of course, and we, we, we hosted a number of activities, too numerous to mention including World Poetry Days, Emancipation Activities, Dom Festa, um, during National National Day season, you know, at every opportunity where they could get writers to come in, um, we, we, we helped. And that brings us up into 1994 or thereabouts, when a newly established radio station, the Kyrie FM, established on Old Street, um, it was run by Richard Govey, um, no, this Govey Joseph, he was the main shareholder. And I think um, people like Alvin Knight of DBS fame and Dennis Joseph, they also were key members in the running of the Kyrie FM back in 1994. And Alvin Knight invited us to participate with the Kyrie FM by hosting a one, uh, a half hour literary program. And that was held from 6, 6 to 6.30, Monday to Thursday. And after about six months of that, we decided to approach Mr. Knight and tell him that, um, you know, we can do more than that. We have, we have novelists, we have short story writers, playwrights, um, all types of writers. We'd like to expand the, the format a bit more. And, um, and eventually, they settled to give us um, an hour-long program on Tuesdays and Thursdays called, and uh, we call the program Review. The original program was called Poets Corner, but we, I decided to call it the new program Review to coincide with our literary program, with our literary paper that the, the Writers Guild was producing called Review. And at that time, I think um, Gerald Latouche was the president of the Dominica Writers Guild during that era. And as I said, um, the, the Writers Guild um, continued to be working with the with the, the Division of Culture. And then again, we began working with Kyrie FM. The program went on for about two and a half years, doing just like what I'm doing this morning, hosting my own program. So I was hosting the, the review program for at least two and a half years. It was well received. Um, the membership of the guild supported it very much and 
everyone was excited about this literary program, hearing young poets reading poetry about hurricanes, about family, about history. I even I, I even um, interviewed people like Lennox Honeychurch, Olin Bully himself, Alec Lazar, um, Billy John Hope, Joe Latouche, Harold Seeley, Carla Armour, um, Danny, um, you know, just everybody that was involved in, in poetry, in, in, in literature at that time was a guest on the program at some point or another in 1980, 1994, 1995. The best DJ in town is here. here. He's revolutionary. Remarkable. Remarkable. Very large, large and in charge. Twenty-two minutes moving down after one o'clock in the morning time, twelve of March, and we are paying tribute to our mentor, our national hero, cultural elder. The late great Dr. Orin Bully, who passed away yesterday, that's on Friday, um, the 10th of March. He passed away at the age of 74 after a long illness. And we're giving him some praises this morning in remembrance of the, the, the cultural, the professional relationship that's, uh, that existed between myself and Mr. Bully over the, over the many decades since... I knew of him and then got to know him and worked alongside him on a variety of projects. And we're up to the year 1994 when the Dominica Writers Guild was in collaboration with the Kyrie FM in hosting our literary program. So what we're going to do now, I'm going to take a little break and I'm going to give you a poem from our Albert and Tempe catalog so that you can enjoy in the meantime. So this is the Albert Williams reporting podcast, and it's a different type of podcast tonight. We're paying tribute to our mentor and cultural elder, the late, great Dr. Alwyn Bowley. And so, we are a child of light. We are a child of light. Our night color is black. Oh yes. Our night culture is Rasta. Our ancestral home is West Africa. Oh yes, yes. And as sure as the tree of life, which is the healing of the nation, has its roots in the seven heavens of Rasta. And as surely as its branches reaches down to the African soil, from whence spring, I and I inspiration, I and I abound for the land of African continent, the land of I and I ancestors, holy Mount Africa. The best 
The best DJ in town is here. Here. He's revolutionary. Revolutionary. Remarkable. Remarkable. And very large. Large and in charge. The best DJ in town is here. You have discovered the music and poetry of Albert and Tempe, the winning team. Brought to you, compliments, Reverb Nation, right here on MySpace, Facebook, and free webs. The music and poetry of Albert and Tempe, the winning team, live and direct. Listen to the voice of a Dominican. For the Rasta man speaks again like the sound of chained naked feet on the plaza of the human Mackey Street. When love is true. It is blacker than midnight. We speak of a world that we know best, the Negro world of Joseph, Raphael, Raph, Casami. Black men, listen to the winning team, for the Negro speaks again, like the sound of changed naked feet on the plaza of the human marketplace. Ja Rastafari! You have discovered the music and poetry of Albert and Tempe, the winning team, brought to you compliments, Reverb Nation, right here on MySpace, Facebook and free webs. The music and poetry of Albert and Tempe. The winning team, live and direct.
from the Albert Williams reporting podcast and the Albert Williams Albert and Tempe catalog let me bring Tempe Williams back into the stream and tell her ask her what what's your just a minute I need to get your mic unmuted Okay, we're good to go now. You're unmuted. So we're okay, just good. To some... 
So, Thank uh, you, Lord. Albert. Yeah. You really, really, really brought me up to par. Uh, you were, I, I was listening to our music and uh, it just brings everything back to the forefront. I heard all of the copyright laws, your uh, stem of the first ever book launching. You had brought it on up. I think you were uh, in here. You read that beautiful piece that Dr. Bully put. And I really wanted to go back. Thank you for reading it a couple of times. What he wrote in your oaths, my beloved, to Dominica. Uh, his choice of words, I felt, were just compelling. They really, you know, the man was gifted. He could use four or five words and describe patriotism, the politics, the, 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 the whole culture. But all he, he did not, he, all of the roles that he had didn't do him justice to me. And uh, uh, let me and just tell you, let me just tell you okay. that um, um, around that time when we were having the, the book festival and a lot of the attention was on me, I was in and out of studios, on the newspapers and all of this and that. All in, all in watch me tell me, um, you are the man of the hour. <laughs> You're the man of the hour, you know? And, you know, for, for a great man like that, you know, the chief cultural officer, to have that kind of rapport with fellow activists, fellow cultural activists, was just something that, you know, it can only just be in my memory, you know, the kind of man all in body was to be around, you know, the kind of creativity. Also, when I, also when, I was, when I was working on the manuscript for... One Dominica, also my beloved. It was about an eight and a half by 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 six or seven inches. You know, eight and a half long by six seven inches wide, and the the actual book was a lot smaller. But um, I, when I when I brought the manuscript for him to look at, and he looked at the flag that I had drawn, he he suggested to me that I kind of cut out little cardboard um, stencils for the stars in order to make the stars equal as you put place them around on the flag. If you know what the flag of Dominica looks like, it's a green banner with a cross, a, a white, black, and, and white, black, and um, yellow cross with a circle with 10 stars in it and the parrot, the Sisu parrot in the middle of a red circle. And um, even Alan Bully would, would told you, he, he said in the interview that when he entered the competition, all they told him was to present a design for the flag. Nobody mentioned anything about heraldry, the right way to design a flag, what to take into consideration. And it's only after he was awarded the best design for the flag that all these things came to light and certain adjustments had to be made. And one of the remarkable things about the Dominican national flag is that it is the only national flag in the world to have the color purple in it. And because of that, it, it creates a problem for map makers and uh, flag makers because to add in just one color for such a tiny piece of the, of the design creates some sort of technical problem for flag makers. 
But there you have it. All in bully is at every aspect or in every um, cultural um, happening in Dominica throughout the seventies and eighties. And I want to continue a bit with um, an article that I wrote in two thousand three, whilst I was a reporter at the Chronicle, and um, it's 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 called um, a brief history of theatre in in Dominica. And I may not read all of it. I'm just going to read for you here a little segment um, quoting Raymond Lawrence, who is also another stalwart of Dominican culture. He he took over the chief cultural officer chair when Olin Bully went off to work with the United Nations Educational and Scientific Cultural Organization. And, um, is that UNESCO? Yes, when when he went to off to take up a role with the UNESCO in 1987, it was Raymond Lawrence who is the founder of the Whitey Kubli Dance Theater and other theater um, dance groups in Dominica. He took over the chairmanship of the the directorship of the division of culture. But what he said here in this extract from my twenty. 2003 article. He said, during this period, many works of artistic expression in song and dance, in drama, in art and poetry were produced by the members of the club, says Chief Cultural Officer Raymond Lawrence. Lawrence is the artistic director of his Whitey Kubli Dance Theatre and a member of the People's Action Theatre, PAT, formerly called the Little Theatre. According to Lawrence, two talented individuals, former Chief Cultural Officer Orin Bully and writer and dramatist Daniel Cordera, founded the Little Theatre in 1967. At that time, dramatic productions were being staged by students and teachers of the St. Martin School, the Dominican Grammar School and the Convent High School, he said. He also remembers the musicals of Mary Davis Peer and Mabel Cordera, as well as the Secondary School Drama Society, assisted by Alma Harris. Lawrence told the Chronicle that in 1969, the group renamed the Little Theater that was thereafter known as the People's Action Theater, or PAT. Bully wrote and directed many of the group's stage productions between 1973 and 1985. Uh, uh, uh. This is amazing. Back up, uh, Albert, if you don't mind. What year was Dr. Bully born in? Bully was, was born it? in 1948, November 23, okay. 1948. Okay. And and you've you've taken it all the way up to two thousand and three, and those few foundational years when he was at Dominica Grammar School, you know, I, I'm feeling that this man was born to be just what he was doing. His life expanded, it soared. He really, during that time period from 1948 up until yesterday, was Mr. Dominica. 
in a nutshell. And people that don't see that, it's because they don't want to see it. But if you want to give this man due respect, you have to take your head off and applaud him. Dr. Bully, thank you so very much. Okay, I'm just going to continue to read this article, this extract from this 2003 article I wrote when I was uh, on the staff of the Chronicle. And okay. um, it's called A Brief History of Theater in Dominica. And I was, I was quoting um, Mr. Lawrence here, and he was kind of reminiscing on the on the early days of the theater in Dominica. And he said that um, at that time, dramatic productions were being staged by students and teachers of the St. Martin School, the Dominica Grammar School, and the Convent High School. And he remembers that the, the, the musicals of Mary Davis Pierre and Mabel Sissi Cordera were also part of the production. And um, he said that the Chronicle that in 1969, the group renamed the Little Theater was after known as the People's Action Theater, and Bully wrote and directed many of the stage productions between 1973 and 1985. Many may remember Speak, Brother, Speak, written in 1971 by Daniel Codera. They would also remember plays like Streak, which was a social commentary of life in Dominica in the 1970s, written by Olin Bully, and adaptations were done of Ruler and Hiruna, Dream on Monkey Island, and Jesus Christ Superstar. But the original works like P.O.P.O., P.O., Nightbox, were big hits, Lawrence said. And we also have some information on um, some feedback on some of these plays that mentioned here. And um, I'll endeavor to read for, for you from the Star newspaper run by Finish and Alfrey. And she um, did some critique of some of these early plays of, of Orin Bully and the People's Action Theater. So I want you to just stay tuned. It's just about um, 50 minutes moving up on 2 o'clock here in the United Kingdom. We are paying tribute to the man, the late great Alwyn Bully, Dr. Alwyn Bully, who passed away on Friday, March 10th. And we are in a sorrowful mood, but we are also celebrating the life of such a great man in our midst, the Dr. Alwyn Bully.
Okay, I'm back. I think um, you may have lost a lot of what I was talking about. But I was going through some reviews of the Star newspaper that took place many years ago. The Star newspaper, an organ, a function of the um, Felician Alfrey. She was the proprietoress along with her husband. And she wrote a number of reviews of some of the work of the People's Action Theater. And in this this review here, uh, talking about the, the People's Action Theater seems to strive, seems to strive, seems to thrive on controversy. Last year's staging of its fantastically successful nine performances in Roseau, Speak Brother Speak, dealt essentially with the mental revolution going on in the young. She says the People's Action Theatre, but a completely satisfying production, depends on more than good acting. A good script, good direction, and stage setting are equally important. Dream on Monkey Mountain had all three. Derek Walcott is unquestionably one of the best playwrights in the Caribbean and his work has tremendous food for thought with its subtle and not so subtle comments on West Indian society. And this to the capability of director like Olin Bully and you can understand why the play has been successful. I am always impressed with the little things which make a performance more professional than amateur appropriate music before the show, good lighting, special touches to stage setting and props. An attractively printed souvenir program is another impressive little thing. It is becoming part of PAT standard, but certainly much praise must also be given to the printer's Hilton services. Yeah, so that was the Star newspaper giving some commentary on some of the plays of the People's Action Theater from the 1970s. Yeah, well, it's five minutes moving up on two o'clock and we're going to wind down our program for this morning. We were paying tribute to the late, great Owen Bully, cultural hero, national treasure um, of Dominica, who passed away on Friday, March 10th at the age of 74. We are happy that we could come out here this morning to do our bit to at least talk about him, to remember him. And uh, if you're listening to this on playback, 
or if you're listening to this through some other podcasting um, network, we appreciate if you give us some feedback. And um, we're looking forward to repeating this all over again for you in our next podcast next week, Saturday, or next week, Sunday, whichever way you prefer to see it. It, it happens at midnight on Saturday, which is the beginning of Sunday, which some people call the first day of the week. So we're, we're, we're aiming to get you going in your first day of the week. And um, we're glad that you could have joined us. I'm also glad that Tempe could have joined me earlier on to give me some company, some feedback, and engage with me on the passing of the late, great Dr. Orin Bully. Um, uh, a massive figure in 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 culture in Dominica and surely in the rest of the Caribbean. Um, Olin Bully spent 20 years as the United Nations Education and Cultural Advisor to to UNESCO. He um, labored up there for 20 years in based in Jamaica, but did a quite a remarkable contribution. 20 years. Um, of your life in one organization, you get more for that, you get less for that for, for murder. So 20 years working for the United Nations, UNESCO, is quite an achievement. So as we go out, um, as we go out in our little tribute to Alwyn, I don't know if Tempe is going to come back in, but We'd really, really like to thank you all for listening. Thank you all for dropping by and being part of this historic moment where we go pay tribute to one of Dominica's most outstanding. One of Dominica's most outstanding citizens. Surely most deserving citizens, we await to hear funeral arrangements and um, what, if any, will be the government's decision to give Alwyn the send-off he deserves. But this is Albert Williams signing off from the Albert Williams reporting podcast for another week. Looking forward to having your company next week. And this is all for now.